It's five minutes with me. Hello, welcome to five minutes with Marco. That's me, by the way. I'm going to speak more to parents of teenagers today, but if you're a youth worker without teenage kids of your own, pull up a chair and listen in both for your potential future and to reflect on all the parents, uh, parenting of teenagers you have a ringside seat for. Okay, first, a rant. So many parents have absorbed like sponges the misguided idea that the goal of parenting young people is for the teen to be happy. With that goal in mind, they become obligated to parent with a set of behaviors and practices that misfire and don't get them their misguided goal. Sure, I'm your parent, but I really want to be your friend. I, I want to protect you and keep you safe, free from scratches and dangers. Unless it's an area where your exploration will give you happiness, then I want you to have that. Oh, you made a really bad choice. I don't like that choice you made, but I'll remove the consequences because they would make you unhappy. Or you're too young for responsibility. You can think about that stuff when you're an adult. I'm sure you'll magically become responsible at some point. Okay, now a confession. I have compassion for parents of teenagers. And as the parent of two former teenagers, now 20-somethings, I hope you'll have compassion toward me. I was regularly, maybe I would even say constantly bombarded as a parent, as are all parents of teenagers, with the message that my teen's happiness should be my goal. I was told that my teenager's happiness is my measure of success. I was told I was a bad parent if I don't remove consequences to bad choices, if I don't give my teenager everything she wants, if I give him meaningful responsibility and expectation. Really, it's become downright countercultural to parent teenagers with any goal other than an obsession with their happiness. I'm convinced that a big part of this is because the outlook of adults in our culture has changed. American culture promised that if you work hard and if you possess the good life, uh, if you work hard, you can possess the good life. This dream is morphed, to be sure, but it's uh, in its definition. The shift is located in our collective desire of what we want to possess. Even as recently as 30 or 40 years ago, the good life was primarily about property ownership with a side helping of processing relationships. That might be a little snarky. But the image of the poor immigrant dreaming of one day owning a piece of land or a home and raising a family while supplying oneself or while applying oneself to a good day's work, it was as clear as a Norman Rockwell painting. My paternal grandparents lived this dream. Maria and Rudy left Germany in their middle teenage years, steaming toward the American dream on separate ships, both headed for Detroit, where each had cousins or siblings who had recently put down roots, both headed for uh, eventually meeting and marrying, they lived the life that one can only imagine that they were dreaming of as they had one foot on the gangplank and one foot on the ship leaving Europe. Rudy spent his life as an electrician for a local power company, and they had a simple but comfortable home, raising a family of three children, my father included, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At retirement age, they did what retirees were supposed to do in those days, moving to Clearwater, Florida, where, to a massive retirement community where she could fill her days with ceramics classes and he could fill his with golf. By 20th century standards, they lived the American dream. But the 21st century has a different set of values. Today's American dream is about possessing happiness, not property. Material things are still a major part of the picture, maybe more than ever, since the assumption is that for many is that stuff will provide happiness. 
But increasingly, today's teenagers and young adults, as well as 30 and 40-somethings, are less interested in property possession and raising a family and more interested in a variety of other perceived happiness producers. Fun, travel, adventure, meaning or significance, community, and freedom. Not freedom to own things, but freedom from being anchored to anything. And how's this parenting approach working for us, by the way? Let's see. I suggest these results. Adolescence is extending faster than Pinocchio's nose. Young adults often don't know how to take responsibility for themselves because they've never been given responsibility. Teenagers and young adults are increasingly being treated like children. It certainly does, does damage. It's darn close to abusive. Teenagers are no happier than they were two decades ago prior to this absurd pendulum swing. Parents are not experiencing more satisfaction in their roles. In fact, more parents feel like failures than ever. Basically, everyone loses. In fact, no one is getting what they actually want. Take time to take stock and consider a redirect, I'd say. The better goal. I believe the goal of parenting a teenager is independence, interdependence, and character development. In other words, I'm more interested in raising adults than raising kids. Sure, we're not ultimately made for independence. God made us in God's own image, wired for interdependence. But the dependence children have on their parents needs to shift during and after their teenage years, with young adults both moving into interdependence with other people and their parents. So I'm sticking with independence as a parenting teenager's goal. My kids have to experience healthy independence from me and my wife before they can choose another alternative. To that end, I continue to wrestle with my own internal securities, pressures from our culture, and fear of failure, but committed to practicing these commitments. I will not treat my young adults like children and was committed to this when they were teenagers. I viewed them and thought of them and treat them as apprentice adults rather than living in the last few years of childhood. I will err on the side of giving freedom for decision-making, which is not the same thing as disengaging or abdicating. I will create clearly articulated boundaries within which glorious amounts of freedom and decision-making can be exercised. I will not remove the consequences of bad choices, even if the consequences will be challenging and a threat to happiness, and even if the consequences are a major inconvenience to me. I will total, I, I totally dig my two kids and love spending time with them, but I will neither fool myself into thinking I'm their peer nor expect them to include me as a peer. I'd love for my children to be happy, in case you thought I was suggesting the opposite. And I think they generally are happy. It's just not the goal of my parenting, and it shouldn't be yours if you want to see your teenagers grow into healthy adults. Okay, who's with me? The Youth Cartel Podcast Network. <laughs>